Hi, I'm Gregory L. Coleman, and you're listening to the Christian Environment Podcast, a brand new podcast designed to encourage, empower, and to equip the people of God how to live a better life in Christ. Hey, gang, welcome aboard again. It is such a blessing to have you on board with me once again on this episode. I pray that all is well and your family is doing super well. Well, today on this episode, I have a really good friend of mine. She's someone that I have known for over 27 years. She's my friend. She's my wife. She's my baby mother. She goes by the name of none other than Diane Coleman. So I want you to help me to welcome Diane. We're going to talk about some real interesting things today, and I pray that you are blessed from it in Jesus' name. Hey, guys, so stay tuned. Here's Sister First Lady, my baby mother, Diane Coleman. Hey, Diane. Hey, what an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> my baby mother, my baby, not my baby mama, but my baby mother. <laughs> That's funny. And so I guess some people be like, oh, well, you know, he's my baby mother. No, it's not my baby mama, it's my baby mother. Because I didn't want to hear it later talking about mama. You calling me somebody's mama, ain't nobody mama. So, hey, so welcome on board and welcome to the environment, not the Christian environment. I get so used to saying the environment of faith, so welcome to the Christian environment. It's, um, we're going to have a good time. We got several things that we're going to talk talk about today that I pray that would really bless our audience. So, um, so hey, tell them a little bit about yourself. And, um, and um, I, I think we had, we have done an episode with you before. Yes. So you definitely introduce yourself then on that particular episode. So you got have anything on your heart that in particular that you would like to talk about? Well, n- except that we're in a, a new time in this day and age, you know, as time go on, things always change, and a lot of people don't like change. But whether you like it or not, we have to adapt to it. Mm-hmm. And we are adaptable beings, so we just need to um, get informed on what's going on and make the best judgment for ourselves as to how we want to conduct ourselves in this day and age. We definitely want to be safe, mm-hmm. so whatever it takes that we need to be safe and keep our family safe. Those are the things that we want to do at this time in this season that we're in. Is you know is you know season change, so you can definitely call it in season. But you know today we're going to talk about um, faith for the next chapter. Faith for the next chapter. So I talked um, earlier. Um, this week um, on one of my lessons on my Facebook Live. And we talked and we titled the lesson Faith for the Next Chapter. And what I said um, in that particular lesson was that, you know, we all have different chapters that we go through in our lives. And most of us, we like to equate um, chapters to, um, uh, should I say, we like to equate them to uh, um, to our birthdays. We would like to, uh, we'd like to equate them to our birthdays. So in our birthdays, whenever we, you ever heard a person that say that every birth, well, today is my birthday or next week is my birthday. And so um, what I wanted, I'm getting ready to enter into a whole nother chapter in my life. I'm getting ready to enter into a whole nother chapter in my life. So 
Today is so next week is my birthday. So I'm getting ready to enter into a whole nother chapter. So but I'm not talking about that because truthfully, we all have birthdays in Jesus name. And so truth. So in, in, in other words, we all as a whole, as a society have find ourselves happen to uh, um, to to turn the pages to go to a whole nother chapter um, in life, just in life in general. And um, what I mean by that is that things is not the same. Things is not the same to um, today as they was three months ago. So this is a new chapter that we're living in. This is a new chapter that we are operating in. And we're going to we I believe strongly that it's going to we're going to have to develop our faith in order to navigate, to get through um, this chapter that we have find ourselves in. And I, I, I really do believe that um, if, if you don't find yourself, if you your faith is not developed uh, for this next chapter, because your faith, you develop your faith to live your next birthday. Um, if you're 29 years old and you're turning 30, so you're like, you don't do the things at 30 that you did when you was 10 years old. So you grow, you grow yes. every year, you grow. So you don't do the things 40 years old that you used to do 25 years uh, um, when you was 25 years old. So you grow. It's a whole nother chapter of your life. Some people may not consider every birthday a chapter, but most people uh, consider every decade yes. a chapter that they are getting ready to enter into. Uh, they have entered into it. So um, but you don't do those same things um, in when you're 40 and that you did when you was 20 years old. So I believe that um, that's where we are as it relates to our society. That's where we are as it relates to, yeah, our society. We can't do those things that we did um, six months ago, right. even four months ago. Um, those things, I'm not going to say obsolete, but things is not changing. Things have already changed. And so many times we find ourselves as a people um, living in yesteryears, as I may call it. Uh, I, I would like to say living in once what was. And so when you living in one was was, I mean, I, and you miss out on so much. You miss out on what is going on in the now. What do you think about that, Don? I think that's right, because it's almost like you're living in the past. And as you said, you know, we're in our 50s now and we we are <laughs> <laughs> and we won't do the things that we did when we were in our 20s. Hopefully we won't because we gain more knowledge and we're more wiser than we were. A, a lot of times we may feel physically, you know, about the same as we did when we were in our 20s, mm -hmm. but mentally we've grown, hopefully. And so we have enough life lessons under our belt until we are more mature now. So we won't make some of those same foolish decisions that we made wow. when we were in our 20s. Mm. So times have changed. We are in a new chapter. And so, as I said before, we have to adapt to the new. Some people will call it the new normal, but adapt to where we are now. And when things change again, we have to adapt to that change as well. And so, Safety is our number one goal at this time. What should I say? Staying alive. Mm. 
mm. is our number one goal at this time. Mm. And so washing our hands when we go out, wearing masks, wearing gloves, wiping down things more often, whatever it is that we need to do to stay alive, those are the things that we're doing now. And learning new skills as well because some of the old things that we used to do are going to be things of the past or things that were yesteryear, as you said before. And those things, is not, it's not that those, those skills don't work, but there is not a demand for those skills anymore. Right. You know, so it was a demand last year or six months ago, certain demands, certain skills that that was a demand for um, six months ago or three, four months ago. It, it, the demand has gone out the window. And so, but we have to have an open mind to realize when something goes out of the window, something also comes in the window. Or yes. should I say through the door? Yes. When something goes out of the window, something bigger comes through the door. Because what is coming through the door is too big to fit through the window. Praise so you, so, uh, so that's, that's, that's the mindset that we have to have. So, uh, so Pastor Gray, why is it that we need faith? you know, to operate in this new chapter where faith is very necessary, you know, to uh, to operate in this new chapter of life that we're in is because if you're so so used to the norm, then it's going to be hard for you to uh, to operate in this new chapter without um, activating your faith. And it's because, you know, it it's, everything is so new to the point where it would appear to you that this new normal is not going to work, that this new business is not going to work, that this new way of doing life is not going to work because you're not used to it. But it's going to you're going to it's going to take faith that is going to hold you up as you see how um, uh, how serious this thing is and, and, um, and how far that we have come from what we have what we was used to. You see, I, I, I believe that the enemy of, um, of better is normalcy. See, I don't believe there's nothing the Bible tells us. There's nothing that is new under the sun that God does not allow, allow. So in other words, whatever that is going on in the universe, whatever that is going on here on the earth, you know, don't think that God is sitting somewhere on bleachers with his head down, you know, sad why Satan is running rapid through his world, destroying his world and his people. You see, if God, if it is happening, then God have allowed it to happen. And God is not going to allow anything to take place in your life unless something good is going to come from it. So, Pastor, how do you know that? It's because my Bible tells me that all, and we know that all things works together for the good for those that love the Lord. Yes. It did not say some of the things work together for the good. It say all things work together for the good for those that love the Lord. And what else for those uh, that are called according to his purpose, that are called according to his purpose. Didn't say that everything was going to be good, no. but he said that it would all work out good for work together, for, work, for together work together for the good. For, for us, those yes. that love him and that have been called according to his purpose. So that means that better is going to come from it. Right. And most of us, we don't we we can't wrap our head around better is because we so used to normalcy and see normal is the enemy of better. We none of us. I don't care what you do. You can't not have better in your life if you continue to live in the land of normalcy. 
you cannot experience better is because you're afraid to experience better because you're so used to doing what you have already always done. And so, and I believe that we're living in a time or a season as uh, first lady Diane say, our season that we uh, we're in a place where um, we're going to have to make some adjustments. Yes. We're going to, well, I mean, it's going to be, we're going to be, I mean, you don't have to, if you want to stay doing, you know, in normalcy, then, then you can, but this is what normalcy uh, will rob you living in the, in, in uh, what once was, it can rob you of several things. It can really destroy your life. Number one, it can rob you of your time. It, uh, living in what once was can rob you of your time. What do I mean by that? Is that the world have gone on. The world have moved on and you're still operating in yesteryears. What once was. See, the thing is, is that, I mean, let me just share this. I was sharing this with the, uh, uh, the Facebook Live the other day. And I was at the uh, gas station the other day getting gas. And I saw guys walking, a guy walking around with some um, the baggy MC Hammer pants on. Well, I've just looked. I said, well, you know, he's living back in yesteryears. And um, I mean, it's be- and he thought, and you couldn't have told him that he wasn't clean. Right. <laughs> you could have told that guy that he wasn't, he wasn't in style. But in his mind, he was in style, but that style had long passed by. And I know someone else that wear wristbands and headbands. Well, they did that back in the late 70s and the early 80s. But still, you can't tell this dude that he's not clean. He thinks that he, he really thinks that he's still in style. He got wristbands and headbands that match every piece of clothes that he have. And boy, when he steps out, he steps out, stepping out. You hear me? <laughs> he's stepping out. But he don't know that, you know, uh, that he's living in what once was. But in his, well, and then again, maybe he do, he do know, but he has refused to change. Right. He have refused to grow. I told this, this particular story, uh, um, Diane, first lady, I told this story uh, as well uh, to the Facebook live that my stepfather, he had a, um, uh, we was the, probably the first people in our family that purchased, um, what's the name of that thing? Remote, uh, remote control. control TV. And so we got a color remote control TV. And in my neighborhood, if you got a color TV, you was doing really well when I was coming up. So, but we got a color remote control TV. So we was bought and we had arrived. But my my stepfather, he uh, uh he got the remote control t- television. But every time he went to work, he'll take that remote control and he would hide it. You know, he would put it up somewhere because we was all kids, and you know, he didn't want us to damage the remote control. But right. somehow, my sister found out where it was, and and whenever we wanted to turn the television, we had we went and got the remote control. But we just had to make sure the television was back on the same channel that he left it on before he went to work that morning in Jesus name. So, but I had an uncle that had a color television, but it wasn't a remote control color television. It was the one that you derote had the rotary. You know what I'm talking about? You that, turn yeah. Down. That you turned the dial. Well, this, <laughs> my uncle, when I told him about, he found out about the remote control television. Well, he got kind of mad and upset. I don't know, was it jealousy? But he was like, ain't no way in the world I would have bought a television with a remote control. What if he lose that remote control? He's not going to be able to turn the television. Well, in other words, my uncle, even though he had a color TV and both of them was color TV, 
but we had a remote control color, but my uncle had a rotary uh, television. So he, he, he wanted to stay in what once was right. because he was afraid to change. Now, by now, I'm sure that he have gotten him a remote control <laughs> color TV. Absolutely. And, and I'm hoping that he didn't got him a, um, a, a, a flat screen TV in Jesus name. What do you think about that? Have, have you ever, anything like that? Have you ever experienced anything like that in your family? How someone in your family wanted to stay back in what once was and, operate in yesteryears um, other than moving forward? Well, no, I can't think of anything uh, like that. But what I what, what was coming to me as you was talking about church mm. and how church has changed mm. and how that when, you know, when the church doors do open again, things are going to be different. For instance, meet and greet. Mm. We won't be meeting and greeting each other anymore because we're trying to stay six feet apart from each other. And, uh, you know, we're concerned hard. about our health. And so, you know, thinking about that, there's a lot of things uh, that are going to change in the church, mm -hmm. in the physical church world mm -hmm. um, as of this, uh, this era that we're in now. Right. Yeah. You know, and that is just so true because, yes. you know, I've been – Thinking about all of that, all of those things. And, and you, we have to as leaders. Yes. You know, we have to think about those things, you know, uh, uh, what are the different uh, safety precautions that is going to be taken because it's going to be necessary. Yes. I mean, so that's a whole nother added addition expense to the church, yes. you know, um, because the church got to have. Uh, hand sanitizer. You got to have the wipes. Uh, we have to have someone that, uh, to uh, govern the restrooms, you know, to make sure because it happens in church too that people go in the restroom and leave right back out. Don't think about doing anything. You know, those same people that goes to the movies come to church. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And Absolutely. some of the same folk go to the club. <laughs> Some of the same people that go to the club come to church. But so we, change is change inevitable. Change is inevitable. Yeah, it's inevitable. But, yeah, so we there are some things that we're going to definitely have to um, um, give some serious attention to as leaders in the church. Okay, number two is uh, uh, yeah, living in, in, in um, what once was the days of yesteryears. It can rob you of knowledge. It can rob you of knowledge. We first said it can rob you of what? It can uh, rob you of your, I said something. Time. It can rob you of your time. It can also rob you of your knowledge. And what I mean by that is that you are not open to change. You're not open to change. Right. Y'all, you're not open to new things, if that makes sense. Right. It can also rob you of your friends and family. It, because friends and family have moved on. Friends and family is trying to get you to see that things is not the way they used to be. And um, but you decide that, no, I want to continue to keep this black and white TV. I want to continue to do what I want to do because I'm not used to that. A whole bunch of people is they they're, they're not really um, they don't want to change. No, they don't want to change. They don't like change. And they don't like change and they don't like anything that is different. Okay, number four, we say that it can rob you of your money. It can rob you of your money in Jesus' name. So what I mean by that is that, you know, it's, it's just like working on a job, especially this is good for uh, entrepreneurs that may be operating in a certain business and, um, and the demand is not there anymore, but you're still trying to make this business work. 
but there, there's not a need for it anymore. Uh, but, you know, and, but still at the same time, you still have all of the tools to go take your business to the next level where there is a need for your the service, but you have to make some adjustment. You have to make some changes and recreate. We, yeah. Yourself. Re, yeah. Recreate. I like that. Uh, you have to recreate yourself. And number five, we said that it can also rob you from the plan that God have you from have for your future. See, God have a plan for all of our future. Yes. He's told Jeremiah, Jeremiah, you know, uh, I have a plan for you. I know the plan that I have for you. Uh, so God knew he have a plan for all of us. We are not here just by osmosis, just to pay our bills and to go through the worldly trouble. And then we just, you know, go on to be back with the Lord. He have a plan for our lives. And then we, we said, we added number six. We said that uh, living in, especially in this day and time, living in what once was can also rob you of your life, rob you of your life. If the elect officials have instructed and the experts, the doctors, the expert have instructed for you to do a particular thing and you choose not to do it then you can be playing with your life. Yes. So you can be so, uh, so living in what once was, we have to ask God to help us and to help us to develop our faith in how to navigate, how to uh, live our lives in this new, as my wife said, this new normal, this new normal. So, but the thing is, is that we can't, we can't be picking back and trying to go back to the old normal. We got to understand that things is not changing things have already changed. Absolutely. They're not changing. Things have already changed. And in order for us to really uh, get where we need to be uh, in this chapter, we're going to have to make sure that we have God as our guide. Yes. We're going to have to make sure that we have God as our guide. The Bible says in, uh, in Romans, um, Romans 1 and 16, it said that um, the just shall live, by faith. Yes. That's Romans um, 1 and 17, how the just shall, shall live by faith. So we are the just. Yes. And we, 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 we are to live by faith. And that's why it is so necessary that we activate our faith in order to, um, to live in this new chapter, to operate in this new chapter in Jesus' name. So many people, I talked to someone just a second ago. I called one of our church members to check on her and, um, and she was so glad to hear from us, from me. And she say, you know, pastor, to be earnest with you, uh, these people that's out here, they're operating just like everything is over. I said, huh? She said, yeah, they, they're operating just like everything is over. Nothing, the coronavirus, everything is a thing of the past. They gone back to doing their regular normal activities. And that's not good. That's just not good because did the experts say this thing is not over and it would not be over no time soon. And even when it, we get to the point where it is, is, we can say that it's the thing of the past, it doesn't mean that we ought to go back to normal. Right. We're, this is a new chapter, and we, hey, we, we only kidding ourselves if we think that it's night. I mean, when you go to the grocery store, it's different. Yes. I was at Home Depot the other day. It was different. I was telling you about, you know, the experience that I was um uh, encountering at Home Depot. I mean, it was different. You go to the grocery store, like you, when, when you go to the credit union, you had to, uh, what make happened? An appointment. You had to make an appointment. I had what? to make an appointment to be able to uh, be allowed to go inside. To make a transaction. Yes. When 
used to be, you can just, just like a bank, you can just walk in right. and just do whatever, make whatever transaction you, 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 you have to. Right. But now you have to call in and make an appointment um, to go and put money in or to take money out. Right. Things are different. They're not changing. They have already changed. And I think that we, as the body of Christ, we got to, man, we got to get ourselves together. And we, I mean, God, God is good. And, and, uh, and we know that. Right. And, uh, and, and he's good all the time and all the time he's good. But, you know, God wants us to use wisdom. Right. And he I also mean, says we have to obey the laws of the land. We have to obey the laws of the land. Yes. But some people would say we are in the world, but we out, we're not of the world. We don't have to do what the world does they do. But that's a good point that you just made. So if you say in that you in the world, but you're not of the world, you can pull that passage up as was that say that we are to obey the laws of the land. Yes. You know, so the thing is, is that we got to uh, uh, somehow, you know, develop our faith, ask the Lord to help us to develop our faith in this new chapter that we're in. This is not going to be the last time that we talk about this new chapter that we're in. Um, because it is a new chapter and, and it, 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 trust me, there's a whole bunch of information and different things that we can talk about as it relates to where we are as a, as a people, you know, not just as a, uh, a certain race of people, but as a people, as the, the human, as race. the human race, as the body of Christ in Jesus name. And, um, but this been good. This been good. This been real good. What do you think? Uh, First Lady Diane, you enjoyed this Yes, I want to uh, expound on that a little bit about obeying the laws of the land. You know, some people would say, um, I'm not going to do everything that, you know, that the world is doing. No, that's why we have our Bible, we have our conscience, which is our GPS system. Mm. And we're not talking about doing things that are contrary to the word of God. Mm. We're talking about doing things that line up with the word of God, but that will always also keep you safe. That's what we mean by obeying the laws of the land, not doing ungodly things mm. or things that are contrary to the word of God. So I just wanted to expound on that a little and, bit. And, and that that's really good because Everything that is the law is not, not righteous. It's not right. It's, it's not, not righteous. And it's right, not of right. God. And it's not of God. No. Everything that is the because and, and that is so that's the whole nother episode yes. all by itself. So yes. I'm not gonna dig into that one. But everything that is lawful, that is the law of have been uh it's have been um voted on as the law of the land, it does mean that it is righteous in the eyes of of the Lord right. in Jesus name. Oh, that was, a, Oh, ooh, I just want to dive over <laughs> into that one, but I can't, I can't dive over into that one. First lady, Diane it has been great, man, hanging out and well, we hang out anyway, but it's been good. I yes. enjoy, enjoy doing the, uh, this episode with you. Um, 27 years of marriage. I love you more than I love myself. If love anyone breaking, if anyone breaking my house, I always say this and they say, look here, somebody got to go. Uh, you just tell me. I'm going to let you make the decision. Is it going to be you, your daughter, or your wife? You make the decision. I'll tell them in a minute. Go on and just take me on up out of here because, that I mean, those two ain't, those my angels. So, and they're my angels. So I believe that they'll doggone take care of me. They'll fight that joker. No. <laughs> but, um, but if I get full, if I eat and I get full, and I just, we just going to have to dog, they, they definitely will be the one that had to fight for me. <laughs> 
in Jesus name. We hey, will. I love you, baby. Thank you so much love for, um, for hanging out with me on this episode. Hey guys, thank y'all so very much for, uh, Thank you so very much for hanging out with us. Um, this has been the Christian Environment Podcast. We have had some fun. And until next time, take care. God bless you and stay safe.